Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. So I know the most popular way to measure your weight loss results is to weigh yourself on a scale, right? But there are so many other ways to measure weight loss, and that's what I want to discuss with you today. The seven ways to measure weight loss that I'll discuss in today's episode get more interesting as we go, so be sure to stick around to the end. And again, there are so many other ways, but I'm just going to narrow it down to seven for this particular episode. The reason why I want to talk about these other ways to measure weight loss is because oftentimes you can get stuck on just the number on the scale. There are lots of different things that can affect that specific number. And so what you're seeing on the scale at that moment isn't necessarily an accurate representation of your weight loss results. For example, muscle weighs more than fat. So if you're burning fat, but you're also building a little bit of muscle, you may not see that number budge so much. And so the scale isn't necessarily just showing you fat loss, right? It's most scales at least are showing you the weight loss total. And that is any parts of your body, right? Any kind of tissue, muscle, fat, etc. Also, water retention can affect the number on the scale. This can have a lot to do with salt intake. Also, hormone fluctuation can affect the number on the scale. So this can be a monthly cyclical kind of a thing. And there are a few other things that can affect the number on the scale in that particular moment that you're weighing yourself. That is just a moment in time. And you could potentially weigh yourself an hour later and that number would be different, right? Maybe. So that's why I want to talk about seven ways to measure weight loss results in this podcast episode so that you're not purely basing your success or lack thereof on the number on the scale. All right, so of course the number on the scale is one of those ways, but again, keep in mind all of these different variables that could be playing a part in what you're seeing the scale read at that specific moment. One very good way to make tracking your weight by weighing yourself a little bit more accurate is to weigh yourself every day at the same time with no clothes, shoes, or jewelry on before you've eaten or done anything else for the day. Then you take those daily weights for the week and you find the average. Then you can look at that weekly average over the weeks to gauge your progress. One of the things that I help my clients with is making sure that what they're thinking about the number on the scale is not making them then feel badly, causing them to maybe self-sabotage or give up. We always want to be making sure that the number on the scale is just being seen as data and not the only measurement of weight loss. And of course, we celebrate when there's been some decrease in the number on the scale, right? Because that's only going to help you feel good and then motivate you to continue taking the actions or inactions that will lead to more weight loss results. 
So for you, I would ask yourself if you tend to feel badly if you don't like the number on the scale, which then may be prompting you to do or not do something that's not very helpful for your weight loss journey. For example, do you see the number and then get disheartened and then go and eat a whole bunch of cookies or a bag of chips because you feel like, why bother? This is what we want to avoid. And this is one of the things that coaching helps with. All right. So the next of the seven ways to measure weight loss also has to do with numbers, but this is measuring circumferences of body parts. I won't spend a lot of time talking about this as far as specific details, but you can take a measuring tape, more specifically one that you would measure fabric with that you can easily wrap around an arm or a leg or a waist and take weekly measurements or maybe every other week. Don't bother with daily measurements. You shouldn't be having quick enough changes in your thigh circumference, for example, to see daily changes. These are going to be a little bit more longer term changes that you'll notice. You may not even see weekly changes, but over the weeks, you will start to see some changes. So if you are measuring circumferences weekly, then you can certainly track those. And then over time, you will see those changes or you should be seeing those changes. If not, then that's when we need to change things up, right? And just a note, if you're doing circumferences, you're going to want to make sure that you're doing the exact same location each time. Otherwise you can get a lot of variation and then that's just going to be poor data. I think an easier way of getting a rough estimate of circumferences of say legs, arms, waist, hips, chest is with this third way to measure weight loss, which is not so scientific or not so numbers based. It's more subjective. And that's by going by how your clothes fit on your body. Pay attention to how they feel in different areas. Do they feel a little bit more loose in certain spots or all over? Or if they don't feel loose, do they just feel better if they're maybe a little bit tight in areas before, right? This is a more subjective way, like I said, to measure than doing actual measured circumferences with a tape measure. This can provide a lot of satisfaction though as you're changing your eating habits. Maybe also if you're building some new exercise habits and better sleep and hydration habits as well, right? These things will all work together to help you to lose weight. And you're not only noticing that you must be losing some weight or body fat if you're noticing that your clothes are fitting differently, which then means that you're moving in the right direction, but you may also be getting a benefit because you're able to fit into clothes that you used to be able to fit into that you still really would love to wear, right? So it's kind of like a a win-win situation. I'm thinking of a particular client of mine who had some beautiful business attire that she hadn't really been able to fit into in the last couple of years, and now she is able to. It's like she has brand new clothes without having to spend the money again. And I just want to mention my own personal experience when I was losing some weight was that I really enjoyed noticing that my clothes felt differently on me. So over the course of a couple of years, some of my pants were getting tighter. And then when I was losing that weight, I absolutely loved that they were starting to fit me like they had 
before. Those jeans were no longer tight in the thighs and butt, they fit just right again, which is so fun because we oftentimes have those favorite pair of jeans or pants that we never want to get rid of, right? You also might notice things like your watch or your wedding band getting a little bit loose or having to buy a new belt, as one of my clients recently told me she had to do, which she was pretty happy about. So it's not just the pants and the shirt, but also some of the smaller things that you wear that you'll notice are fitting differently as well. All right, next up for one of the seven ways to measure weight loss is, of course, visual differences. So what you're actually seeing, this can be differences that you're noticing when you're looking down at yourself or when you're looking in the mirror. It can also be other people noticing differences in how you look and mentioning those to you. Now, just a note here, if you feel like you've been losing weight and you're very happy about this, but you've noticed that not many people have said something to you about it, oftentimes that's because they don't feel comfortable. People will refrain from commenting on someone else's appearance, even if it's something that they think is good or most likely something that they feel you're intentionally trying to do, but it still can be a little bit uncomfortable for them. They might think that if they compliment you on some weight loss, especially if you didn't necessarily tell them that you were trying to lose weight, that they're sort of saying that you weren't at a good body weight before, right? So people can be fearful of what you may be thinking that they're meaning, you know, or you maybe taking it differently than they intended it. Also, other people may not necessarily know that you're intentionally trying to lose weight. And because there are medical issues that can cause weight loss, they might refrain from saying something out of fear that maybe you're losing weight because of a medical issue. My point is that just because other people may not be complimenting you outright, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not noticing and not thinking to themselves, wow, she looks really great. And really the most important thing is that you're noticing your weight loss and that you are getting pleasure more internally from your own thoughts rather than externally from other people. That's because you want to be sure that you always have your own back and not have to rely on other people to help you feel better. You want to be able to create your own positive emotions anytime you want, completely independent of other people or what they might say to you. All right, so next up is measuring your weight loss by the benefits that you're getting with physical activity or just more physical benefits in general. So I'll explain. Many of my clients want to lose weight because they want to be able to be more physically active. That's just one of the reasons, right? Whether that's getting back into sports like tennis or hiking, for example, or it could be because they want to be able to go up and down stairs more easily without knee pain. This will all be completely individualized. Because remember, the reason why you change your eating habits may be because you want to lose weight, but the reason why you want to lose weight is oftentimes because it'll enable you to do more, to experience more, or to feel better. So think about what you want to be able to do more of, or think about what 
you think weight loss will help you with as far as maybe decreasing some pain or decreasing like a lack of mobility. So maybe you have young children or grandchildren and you want to be able to run around after them more easily. Maybe you and your significant other want to be able to go on more hikes together, be able to do more walking or biking when you travel. Maybe you just want to not be experiencing as much pain and difficulty with moving around on a day-to-day basis. When you're carrying a lot of extra weight, it can be a lot more effortful to just walk down the hallway, right? And then you may feel like you've spent all this energy on just doing some simple things like walking here to there, and then don't have the energy to do the things that you'd much rather spend your energy on. So that's a really big motivator as far as like a physical motivator to lose weight, right? My husband, Paul, actually started exercising and eating healthier in his late 30s. He had an experience where he was walking up like a medium-sized hill and was out of breath and actually got some chest discomfort. In fact, he felt sort of like he was having a heart attack or there was something wrong. That was the moment that he decided that he needed to make some changes. He wasn't overweight, but he and his wife at the time had a sedentary lifestyle and would go out to eat a lot at bars. So it would be a lot of that heavier bar food and beer. He said that one of the first things he started noticing when he started to change his eating habits was that he no longer went to bed with heartburn. So he slept a lot better. Also, not drinking several glasses of beer when they went out meant his stomach felt a lot better. So he noticed less physical discomfort purely with changing his eating habits alone. And as he got into better and better shape, as far as his body was concerned, he was able to go back and start playing volleyball again like he had in his high school and college days and actually is now way better than he was even back then. He also was able to add weightlifting and more recently running. So at 50 years old, he actually feels decades younger. So this is all physical benefits. So in his mind, this is like his measurement of, you know, maybe not so much weight loss, but, um, more so with changing his eating habits and changing his lifestyle habits. And these are those habits that in a lot of, for a lot of people will lead to weight loss. So for him, he was actually really getting into uh, weightlifting. So he was intending to put on muscle, which he did. So he actually changed his body completely, but it wasn't necessarily like um, a big weight loss, right? Because he actually intentionally was trying to put on muscle mass. So think about why you want to lose weight as far as physical activity or how well you'll feel physically. And as you lose weight, that's something that you can measure. With my clients, I often ask them how they're feeling physically when they're doing their daily activities to bring awareness to any improvements. And that's sort of the way that you can quote unquote measure, right? You can also be a little bit more objective with measuring your physical activity level by say, um, seeing how much you can actually do more comfortably over time and sort of um, keeping track of, of this or how well you feel by rating 
this on a scale of like one to 10, for example, but even just subjectively by getting some awareness of how you're actually feeling is very helpful. All right. The next of the seven ways to measure weight loss is by seeing what your emotional health benefits have been along the way. Are you feeling more positive emotions? Are you feeling less of those negative emotions? Now, I just want to mention that your emotions come from what you're thinking. If you are losing weight, you're going to have a thought about that, which will then create a feeling. So if you're feeling better, if you're feeling more positive emotions, it's because of your thoughts about your weight loss progress. So you can see the relationship between weight loss and sort of measuring this by how you're feeling. Conversely, if you are thinking that you're not losing much weight, then you might be feeling more negatively about that or feeling badly about that, right? So you might be experiencing more negative emotions. One of the things that I help clients with is to not have such negative thoughts that those negative emotions come into play and then resultingly affect actions negatively. But if you're having some weight loss results, then you're most likely thinking thoughts that then lead to positive feelings. So those positive feelings are a subjective measurement. So so if this is something that you feel like you need help with, that's also where coaching comes in. So the final of the seven ways to measure weight loss, and again, these are not the only ways to measure weight loss, is the medical benefits. If you're losing weight in the right way, meaning that you're going from like less healthy eating habits to healthier eating habits, maybe you're also moving your body more, hydrating better, sleeping better, you should see some medical benefits. For example, maybe your cholesterol panel has improved, maybe your blood pressure has improved, or maybe if you suffered from reflux before, you no longer have this issue. Maybe your doctor is telling you that he or she is able to wean you off of a certain medication because of the work that you've done with changing your habits and losing weight, right? So there are lots of other medical issues that can be greatly improved with healthier eating habits and just healthier habits in general that are a result of healthy weight loss. So if you're losing weight by improving eating habits and those other lifestyle habits, you're most likely going to see benefit with your overall health. You'll definitely help prevent a lot of disease. And if you have a disease currently that can be improved with lifestyle changes, you'll see results with that as well. So as you can see, all of these seven ways to measure weight loss are anywhere from subjective ways to objective ways. Some of them are a little bit more outside of the box than you may have been thinking. Everyone will be a little bit different as far as what measurements they find to be the most useful for them. But there are options besides just weighing yourself on a scale. All right, my career women. You're getting lots of information in my podcasts, and if you want to go deeper and more on an individual basis to break your quote-unquote bad eating habits, and I put that in quotes because the term bad, of course, is, is subjective, right? That's going to be a little bit different for everyone. 
create healthy eating habits or at least healthier eating habits, right? Along with other healthy lifestyle habits that assist with your overall health, well being, and weight loss. Coaching is probably the thing that you need, right? Especially if you feel like you've tried on your own at least once already. Maybe you feel like you're spinning your wheels, not really knowing why you're not getting the results you want. Get more insight into your specific eating habit or weight loss challenges and see how I can help you with coaching by booking a free 60-minute consultation. You can do that right on the episode page if you're listening on my website. If you're listening from a podcast listening app like iTunes or Spotify or Amazon, there's several others, then just go to the episode description and you'll see the link there. Thanks for listening. Take care and I'll talk with you next week. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.